Welcome to the State of Survival podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the survival game genre, its updates, game content, bugs and fixes that players interact with, and the overall community surrounding these kind of games. I hope you folks are having a wonderful day, and I hope you enjoy sitting back and listening to it. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome to the State of Survival podcast. Today's topic is going to be talking about Daisy, and we're all happy to have you here and talking with us. Now, you may be wondering what the State of Survival podcast is or what we're about. Well, we're here, and we're here to talk about the survival game genre. And we're here to give you guys some insights about everything else. But before I go too deep into it, let's go ahead and meet our wonderful staff we have here. So I have my fellow host for the show, Yarl of Ghosts. Yarl of Ghosts, go ahead and tell people about yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the podcast. Glad to have you here on episode one. I'm super excited. Uh, I started streaming and getting into this content because I used to be a theater stage actor, but when the economy turned sour in 2008, uh, I kind of had a void in my life. No place to put that creative energy. Uh, and when I started streaming, I focused on a variety of games, but I keep on gravitating towards survival games. It's a huge interest of mine. And uh, most of all, I started off with uh, DayZ back on Arma, uh, Arma 2 with Epoch. So I'm very, very glad to have this opportunity with Dump Raw and Red Falcon, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, love to get my hands dirty with some survival games. So let's kick it. That is awesome, Yarl. And I am so happy to have you here. And I look forward to our future episodes. And folks, we have here as our producer, Red Falcon. Red Falcon, go ahead and tell people about yourself. Hi, my name's Red Falcon. You may remember me from such mods as Red Falcon Flight System Helis, Red Falcon Watercraft, Red Falcon Trash Cans, uh, and of course, No Flies. And I'm going to be working behind the scenes to try to keep these guys reined in and on track. Very nice, very nice. That's awesome to hear. Now, folks, let's go ahead and talk about what the State of Survival a podcast is supposed to be about. Our podcast is to provide insightful commentary on gameplay mechanics, updates, mods, storytelling, and much more. We'll also explore various strategies and techniques players use to survive in these harsh and unforgiving worlds. The overall point, overall point of this podcast is to just give you guys information about the games that we love to play while introducing a little bit of fun and humorous panter. I hope you folks enjoy it, and we're going to go ahead over and segue into our next subject. Now, folks, this is where we're going to be talking about our hot takes. Our hot takes are pretty much just our way of talking about subjects and things that we think relate to the current main subject we're talking about, which today will be about DayZ. But they can also include various stuff. Normally, we would include this in the middle of our show, but since the very beginning of our show was introducing ourselves and talking about what the State of Survival podcast is, this is why we're, um, we're talking about it now, just to get into the rhythm of things. So let's first go ahead and go over to my fellow co-host, Yarl. Yarl, what is your hot take uh, today on this episode? 
You know, my hot take on DayZ uh, 1.21 actually is just a hot take on the survival genre in general, and I am super excited for this year. This year is going to be huge for survival games. Uh, you know, DayZ kind of surprised us with this update after not hearing anything from them for a while. And we also see games coming out like um, Sons of the Forest, Stalker 2, and one of the uh, games that I'm really excited for, Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, which is going to be a survival game, and it even has its own written functional dwarven language in it which i think is gonna be cool uh, but there's other titles coming out like uh the day before uh supposedly stated decay 3 as well as ascent to ashes which may or may not come out this year so there's definitely a lot for us to sink our teeth into for this year it's gonna be great for survival games oh that is oh that's totally awesome what is the most uh one of out of all of those games that you just mentioned which one of those actually gets you the most excited i think it's Stalker 2. It's been long in the waiting and it's been long in production and they've fairly been transparent about their progress. Uh, so I feel like that's the one you could put your eggs in the basket without having to worry about getting burned or running into a lot of terrible game-breaking bugs. That sounds really cool. I do know a lot of people in the Daisy community really enjoy the Stalker series and there are tons of mods out there and servers that use that as inspiration. So it's really cool that uh, people may be looking forward to a new addition to the series that may, maybe they can draw some inspiration from in the modern times. Because the, the last Stalker came out, uh, was it quite a while ago, right? Yeah, I, oh my gosh, even the remake of it was several years ago. <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been collecting dust for some time. Nice. Well, keep your um, eyes on that, folks. And when Stalker 2 comes out, I can't wait to see the content that's produced in Daisy mods. Hi, we have just a message from Always Dreams. I can't wait for State of the K3. Undead Labs are one hell of a dev team. Ooh, that's pretty cool. I couldn't, here. I could not agree more. I was very pleasantly surprised with how well State of K2 was received. I still enjoy it very much, and uh, I'm so excited for it. I don't that we don't know if it's going to release this year or not. But that's how hyped I am for it. It could be this year, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> now, uh, my hot take is actually more about uh, the overall Daisy itself and the content creators out there producing some amazing work. Now, I actually wanted to point to a person who has been nailing the head um, on the overall survival genre kind of silliness out there, and that is Viva La Dirt. They put out a video the other day called Camp Mod Mom, and it was hilarious. The similarities that you see in Daisy about organizing your storages and making sure you have plenty <laughs> of ammo and stuff, and looking after the Bambies. Um, that is me to a T. It's such a funny video. Oh man, yes it is. There's a moment in the uh, video, folks, where. Um, he literally tells his three Bambi players to go inside because some bad man was at the door and he, he takes care of the bad man and when they come out he offers them cookies because they didn't get in trouble. <laughs> it was... It's quite hilarious. Morning! Nice day for fishing, ain't it? That'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, always hold that close to my heart. <laughs> Morning! Oh, man. Uh, the video description, uh, the video link is in the description. If you folks ever want to check it out, is under uh, just in the description called Viva La Dirt. And uh, you guys should definitely check it out alongside 
some of the other videos there, one of them being from Marks and Wobo. That's uh, really cool talking about that kind of stuff. I really enjoy um, the many games that we can relate to DayZ, mainly because it really gives us a good idea of what to expect from future updates from DayZ, hopes, dreams, possibilities, as well as kind of giving us an idea of what is possible inside the survival game genre already. Um, one of my favorite things to do as a modder is to look at other games for inspiration for my mods. Uh, possible things that might actually be not only received well, but also just make sense to be put inside of a game like DayZ that's a post-apocalyptic world. It's kind of cool to do that. What, what do you think about that kind of stuff, y'all? It's kind of nice, right? I, I think it is nice. I think it, it gives a lot more freedom. And that, that's what it really feels like. And already running through my head, just seeing some of the content coming out and seeing what people have put out as far as analyzing this latest update, as well as just the general hype behind it, uh, it really opens up the potential for role-playing. And I love a survival game that you can get some good role-playing in on. Very nice. Oh, uh, looks like we have another Oh, copy. yeah. Yeah, Sons of the Forest is a fun game. Can't wait to see where it goes. You know, I I love the fact that they did release it in early access. And uh, Dump, Puppy, and myself have played the game together. And for for its first release, it was actually pretty fun. It wasn't very buggy. And they're starting to release more content with it as it goes. So I'm super excited to see what comes up next. Yeah, and what's really cool about it is that there is uh, the base building system inside of... Uh... The Sons of the Forest has a very cool concept of how you attach the logs and all that kind of stuff. And it really makes you actually think about, that's actually possible in DayZ. Um, so I've been building around with it, some of my own base building mods. But I would love to see some other more talented modders out there possibly attempt to try to reproduce it. Because modular building is always an amazing thing to see in survival games. Especially inside of Daisy itself, although I do enjoy the current base building system Daisy does offer. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the meat and potatoes of our main subject. All right, folks. So Daisy 1.21 dropped on April 20th, right after a Daisy live stream of them showcasing it. This is actually a pretty interesting uh, development from the develop on um, the dev team, as far as I'm concerned. It's not very often that we have had a live stream and literally in the live stream showing off of the future content, they literally said, we're gonna be dropping it tomorrow, by the way, in Experimental. I don't think I've ever seen any of the current live streams they've done in the past year actually do that. It's always been like a week, maybe two weeks out that they dropped Experimental after the live stream. That's actually a pretty darn cool thing that they uh, were confident enough to be able to do that right after on the day after a live stream. Oh, I agree. I, I felt like it was very E3. Uh, when you watch E3 and somebody's like, look at this upcoming game, and you're like, oh, that looks sick. And it's coming out tomorrow. Uh, and I felt the hype. And I immediately was like, I got to get in on this experimental server and, and play around with it. I was so blessed, so blessed by that live stream. There were some funny moments in the live stream where I get, you could definitely tell the developers don't play the game as much as you think they would because he just kept getting swarmed with infected and although he was doing a good job fighting them off, the mistakes he was making to get that many infected on his tail were pretty hilarious. <laughs> I always enjoy the live streams because they kind of... <laughs> I could not help but feel the same. I was sitting there going... Mm. 
Yes, rookie mistake. <laughs> but it was still great to see, like, they, the flexibility that they were being able to test, but also how terrible they were at the game. It just made me laugh. Made me laugh. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> but after their live stream and Daisy 1.21 came out, we got a full taste of all the content that they showed on the live stream, folks. Now, uh, the content they introduced is quite interesting. We can actually see a crossbow, which is one of the many things that they introduced in 1.21. And right here, it looks like we have uh, one of their camouflage polymer crossbows with a sight on it. I believe that is the ACOG sight, if I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, these crossbows are really cool. If you folks want to see more information about them and a full in-depth dive from our amazing Wobo in our community, a link to his uh, video is down in the description, so you folks can click on that and learn all you want about it. But what is cool about the crossbow is the ability to retrieve the crossbow bolts once you shoot them. Now, many people may be going, well, we've had the crossbow or had the crossbow back in 0.62. What's so cool about this? It's just them reintroducing a old dead, um, an old item that we've had before. I don't know why people are excited. But I'll tell you what, folks. What's exciting is that they overhauled the projectile system and reintroduced it in this latest update. And it has opened up a whole new world of possibilities. But let's go ahead and focus on the crossbow overall more. Now, it has introduced more craftable bolts, but the cool thing about the bolts is that they can be crafted from short sticks, um, feathers can be added, and they can um, also add in the ability to find hunter bolts, which are pretty cool that we have those three variations, right, Yarl? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's very, very easy to understand. Uh, you know, the biggest difference in them varying damage and stuff is range. You know, it if you have the wooden bolts without the feathers, you're looking at about like 30 meters range. If you have a feather on it, it's about 40. And then the steel ones, the ones from the pre-fall, as I call it, uh, you've got 80 meters of range. And it's good to know that when you go in, if you're asking, well, what's the difference between the bolts? Why should I make them? You should almost always attach feathers to them because there's no reason not to. Now, are those ranges like optimal ranges or is that like- Those are optimal. Those, oh, okay. those are optimal. Those are with, with max damage, with max accuracy. Those are where they're the most effective. Of course, you could parabola arc your bolt further than that, but beyond that range, they become much less effective. Okay. Now, I'm kind of a little bit silly nowadays, but I don't know, know what a parabolical arc is. <laughs> A parabolic arc is, is something where it's like a U-shape. It's basically your common projectile path from terminal altitude down to its finish finish fall. Oh, so so you could you could arc them, but beyond 80 meters, it's it's not going to be very effective. Okay, so they actually do actually get affected by the gravity quite significantly after that. Yeah, I think I was watching Wobo talk about it and just watching how far out the dark can go. And there comes a certain range where they just, they cease to function as far as damage and stuff, but they still will make sound alerts. So <laughs> you could you could still troll people by firing them blindly, even though you're not going to do damage and and making people very nervous. That was awesome. I do see that somebody in chat did correct me on the scope about on the crossbow. Apparently it was a combat site, 
non-ACOG. I do apologize, folks. Apparently, I was a little bit wrong about that. <laughs> I had to check the the live stream, and I'm like, oh, I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's this comment right there from Gumpy MN. Sorry, Dump, that was a combat site, not an ACOG. Well, thank you very much for correcting us, Gumpy. Oh, don't mind you. Okay, fine. We're not going to mind Gumby. Erase that from the VOD. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to strike this comment for the record. <laughs> there you go. Um, folks, we are also... Um, they also did introduce some more content inside of the update, including some medieval armor. Now, the armor will have to wait because we need to look at the mace here. Now... The mace is quite a nasty weapon. I can't actually tell you myself that getting hit by it is not fun because that thing will t knock you out in one or two swings. So you need to be careful of it. Yeah, the shock damage is insane. Yeah, I bet you there's going to be a lot of broken bones too. So be mindful to carry stuff to make splints. Yeah, no, don't, definitely agree. Um, so if you see somebody pull that out and you only have one shot in the chamber, it might be time to run. <laughs> or aim well or aim up right and, and to be fair I noticed the wooden bolts do that too I shot a zombie in the knee when I was playing on experimental and I heard the bone break and then it had to crawl after me so there's going to be a lot of cool strategies to use this new stuff against foes looks like we have a question again from a person called Chamber Senator Bringing back the crossbow makes a good bit of sense as it lets them work out the bolt slash arrow performance without having to tackle the variable velocity stuff that's needed for drawing bows and bowstrings. I guess it wasn't necessarily a uh, question as much as it was a statement, which is pretty cool to see. And I totally agree. Uh, that was really cool. The projectile system introduced with the crossbow bolts is amazing because back in 0 0.62, they would literally float in the air or they would not move at all. I remember people purposely shooting, uh, you know, uh, certain uh, people or whatever else to create crossbow bolts floating in the air to make it so when people were driving down the road, they literally hit it. And, well, if you thought your cars could fly now, you should see them what happened back then when they hit a bolt flying in the air, floating in the air. And the improvements they made, it's a love letter to the points, uh, 0 0.62 patch because... We got our crossbows back. They've enhanced the way that the uh, arrow projectiles fly. But at the same time, we didn't get the tiny crossbow that we like. This one's got some meat to it. I really feel like I'm running around with a good hunting. It's believable if I take down an animal in one shot, like a wolf. Nah, yeah, definitely. And the animation, I think I just uh, saw somebody in chat talk about that. Uh, yeah, 330T. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead faster than our. Uh... Yep, there we go. Uh, 330T says the crossbow also comes with a new animation. He is totally right. Now, I will have to say, our in-game characters must be complete badasses to be able to pull that string back with two fingers, because I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but it is smooth, and it feels like I actually am loading a real bolt, despite how macho I really am. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that caught me off guard, and just so you guys know in the chat out there uh this is definitely something that the devs are aware of and they want to work on uh but it's a silent weapon so naturally you want to crouch down when you're using it but if you crouch down with a loaded crossbow and you're trying to get some kills against players don't bother because there's a weird whooshing sound that's quite loud when you walk around crouched with the crossbow in your hand 
when I first heard it after you logged off of the stream dub, I was like, what is that noise? What's going on? <laughs> oh, well, it looks like we have another statement here from Always Dreams. It definitely shows that the Daisy devs are listening to the players. Last year, they said they were, there were no plans for arrows because it was too much work. But now we have the first step in this process. We do. I, I had agree. to in the process, folks, but you get the gist. That's a pretty cool statement to uh, see because I do remember them talking about adding in bows and arrows and crossbows being a little bit too much work. That's one of the, one of their past VODs. They actually said that. Uh, this is really cool. Now let's go ahead and uh, jump over to the sword they introduced. They did introduce the sword. The sword has been in the player file, um, the Daisy files for quite some time, and many mods for PC have made it possible. However, console players have had to either uh, have this forcibly spawned in with the very jank problems and almost not working entirely. So it's good to see the console community is finally getting this item that they have been wanting to see in for a while. Does pretty good slashing damage, I believe, too. Causes bleed effects quite easily. So if you yes, want to yeah. die by a thousand picks, go for that. And uh, we also have the, uh, chest, the chest plate, which is pretty cool. Now, this is kind of neat because the ch this is part of an armor set. We did have, we did not have the chest plate or the chainmail that came with this, but this armor is actually extremely resilient to melee. Now, this chest plate goes inside of your vest slot, and then the chainmail coif goes obviously in the head slot. The chainmail leggings go in the leg slot, and obviously the chainmail uh, torso or chainmail top goes sure. inside of the right. torso. Uh, all these make uh, totally logical sense, but we also got a new item uh, along with these called the Norse Helmet. And the Grey Helmet also was introduced as well. We didn't have the medieval boots. And I'm going a little bit off topic, so uh, our slideshow is trying to catch up. Uh, uh, all this content is amazing to see, and as you can see as it kind of slides around, it is looking really awesome. The Norse Helm actually looks pretty good on the character, and it fits really well. I actually like the fact that they added another helmet variation other than the Grey Helm into the game. Yeah, and it makes now sense we, too, especially since Russia was like heavily founded in the past by Rus Vikings, uh, so it's nice to see see some Viking love going towards, you know, the basic journal map and stuff. No, no, it's, I totally agree, and it's cool because I know that there have been some possible people who are saying that uh, it wouldn't be really feasible to find these kind of stuff. But kind of uh, a good thing to remember is that a lot of the medieval sites in Shinaris and Livonia have placards, market stalls, and other stuff. So it kind of makes sense that there would be replica and actually good replica equipment of this for people to actually see and possibly see in use. But then we also have our wool gloves. These were a cool addition. Now, what's cool about the wool gloves is they come in various colors. So we have our black fingerless gloves, we have our green fingerless gloves, and then I believe we have a tan fingerless gloves. But they also come in full tip gloves too. So we have our black full tip gloves, we have our green tip gloves, and then finally we have a black with green tipped gloves. Now these are all really cool additions because there was a mod called Winstrides Clothing Pack that introduced wool gloves and fingerless gloves quite a while back. And I'm not saying that the Daisy devs directly pulled these kind of gloves from that mod's ideas, but it's cool that the 
uh, Daisy devs saw the popularity of these kind of concepts and finally implemented them as clothing options for other players. And I think that's actually cool for the console players to finally get something that is quite a beloved thing to see inside of PC console servers. Well, that and when I was playing around with it when we were uh, when we were testing out together, it's amazing how much they insulate you and how much they contribute to your warmth. We were running around in the rain. I took them off a little bit to see how my temperature would drop and put them on. They're very good for warmth. And I think it just gives you one more edge when you play on maps like Namalsk where it is freezing to give you a more viable option to stay warm. Now, you did say in uh, our pre-show talk that you couldn't ring them out. And that's kind of true of all gloves, isn't it? It is, but I was really hoping with wool gloves, if there was an exception, that wool gloves would be the exception just to ring them out and get them a little drier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's one thing I would love to see from the devs is I would love to, um, to see, even if it's only just to go from drenched to wet, I would love to see that. I'd be kind of cool to see an animation where my guy literally like kind of like goes like this with his glove or whatever or like shakes the glove because you having you have to put in your hands to wring it out um right just kind of like shaking off the excess water or whatever it doesn't necessarily mean um uh, need to be like them wringing them out or making them damp but just showing that you're trying to get rid of any pulled up water in the, the glove would be a cool addition to me and one of the things that they focused on with wringing clothes too is just the drying of the clothes in general. And from everything I've tested, the best way to dry your clothes is to or clothes is to lay them out in the sun or be in a vehicle. Um, I did notice that when I laid them down in front of a fireplace in the house, they didn't dry out any faster than just wearing them. Uh, so that's something worth pointing out is that it's better to take them outside and put them on the ground to dry than sit there and wait in front of a fire. That is a very interesting thing. I thought that that was actually something that was supposed to be working, but maybe it, uh, it could be a bug they're working on. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I noticed too that when I was standing right in front of the fireplace in the log cabin that I was cooking chicken in, I wasn't warming up like you would think that you would. Oh. So, but then the moment I stepped outside and it was sunny, my temperature was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's absolutely hilarious. I would also like to say I do enjoy the fact that they added in the uh, game tips. Oh, that is so nice. That is so nice because before it was a box with little arrows and you had to cycle through them. But the way that it pops up above the loading bar, it is so clean. So clean. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just before we jump into actually talking about how the uh, game tips are different, you can actually see here uh, we have a image of a person in full chainmail with a crossbow, kind of giving you that kind of like almost RP looking kind of look, which is really nice to really see. Uh, we also have, I think, a couple of other pictures. Oh yeah, here is a knight, you know, wearing a great helm and the plate, uh, the breastplate and all the chainmail wielding the sword with two hands. Uh, I will note that the cool thing about all of this medieval armor is that Marks in the video de description down below, there's a video from Marks where he shows actually how tough this armor protects you. And while it's not amazing against projectiles and stuff, I would say it's really strong against crossbows and most pistols don't necessarily take you down as quickly as you would think wearing this stuff. 
So it's uh, actually not bad when you think about small caliber to the crossbow itself, which is nice. Definitely suggest checking that out, folks. You can see the close-up of the wool gloves, just to kind of give you an idea of how good they look on the character. They actually kind of really conform to the player's hand, which actually looks nice. Makes me think there's actually a hand under there. It's not just a, 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 a glove. And then finally we have- Especially cool in the animations too, because there's a lot of things that you do now with the patch where there's more hand animations. It's nice to see that detail and care pulled in during those animations. No, definitely. That, that's nice. I do like it when they put extra effort into that. Uh, then finally, we have a cool uh, picture of a guy uh, using the crossbone hunting gear. This picture was kind of put together to show you folks that you don't always have to be like running around thinking like in a medieval RP kind of section. You can actually use these crossbows in a huge variety of sections. These crossbows are silent as heck to infected. Um, obviously, it is to be noted that the bolts make sound when they impact. Your crossbow is silent when infected, but the bolt, when it impacts something, actually makes sound. Uh, this is a tip from Lobo. So make sure you know when you shoot infected or other players, if there's anybody close to them or other infected, they will be alerted. Uh, Chamber Senator says, I'm uh, surprised that they chose to add so many melee weapons while melee combat in general is in sort of a transitional state. It ends up highlighting a lot of the areas that need improvement. I actually couldn't agree more. Uh, I think what I'm most excited about the new melee weapons is it just gives you a more solid shot on dealing with, of course, hordes of the undead. Uh, but it also gives you, it, you could tell that they want you to get in your armor. They want you to go sword and mace and they want you to battle it out in melee. So there's a really good chance that this patch may drive that fix like you had suggested. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and that's the cool thing about this, is that while they are introducing new content, and that content does show problems slash vulnerabilities in their current systems, the cool thing about the Daisy devs, as we found out even with this update, is that they're not, they're not just rehashing old systems, they're improving on them, which is amazing to have. Now, one thing that I want to point out here is I was recently in Reverend's uh, stream. Folks don't know who he is. He is a streamer on Twitch, and he has what's called the Congregation, a group of fellow streamers and everything else who play Daisy and really just enjoy playing it. He's a very nice guy, and I love chatting with him. But he actually pointed this out to me in the middle of the stream. He pointed out to me that in the yellow double-story house, Daisy has made the windows that you normally see from the outside are now seeable um, that you can see from the inside out, because in 0.21 or 2.0, you can't actually see from the inside out, but the windows are there on the outside. So 1.21, they fixed that issue. You now can see through those windows, you can shoot through them, and uh, due to my own internal testing, uh, you can actually even uh, nudge up right through them, but you can't crawl through them. So they did make sure that people couldn't uh, make those easy escape routes or ways into bases. The other thing, too, about it is it actually makes breaching that building a lot more viable. Uh, if you can shoot somebody who's waiting on the staircase, because that was kind of a kill box, it's nice that you can have a friend out watching the stairs, making them take cover in that bedroom, and then you walk up with a grenade and toss it into the room to finish the job. Um, I've never liked going into this house if I thought there were players involved, because that stairway was just death zone incarnate. Yeah, and what's really cool is I hope the devs actually keep expanding upon this because uh, 
what it really points to is that there are a lot of buildings out there that have windows that are not useful. Um, and windows are in places that you can explore. So I really hope to see the devs over time opening up more and more of these windows on the inside that exist on the outside of the house. Kind of giving more right. of that, you know, not there is no such uh, place as a perfect hide evil because in reality, there is no such thing. And with this attention they're doing too, it makes me wonder if some of those buildings that you run across that have windows, but it's not really a room you can access. It gives them the ability to expand pre-existing buildings and increase the playing field by just unlocking those areas. Like, oh, you see a window here, this door you can't really go in, but eventually they could add a space for it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I like all of that, those kind of concepts and they really, they really make me actually enjoy the game further and further. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the patch notes overall. So they did put out quite extensive patch notes and today they updated once again. Now folks, they have fixed a ton of things. This patch isn't only about being the medieval update. They actually put a lot of effort into fixing stuff. Like they fixed the exploits, uh, exploits of looking through walls, the um, ability to uh, execute when there is an obstacle uh, in between you and the player. There are so many other really cool fixes here. Um, like they fixed a issue with a player, uh, a player ping issue when in cars. So what was happening when players were inside of cars is players were essentially, for lack of a better word, play with the highest ping was essentially causing a issue that stopped the server from being able to actually communicate with the car properly, which may have been probably, uh, probably some of the reasons why some people were having issues with driving cars entirely. Yeah, let alone kinda, even shooting them too. They kind of made it to where the hitbox is closer to what you visually see with the car as well. So Nice. And is there any other kind of fixes that you saw, y'all, that you would like to point out to people? Actually, the one biggest thing I'd like to point out is it's called the medieval update. I know most of the comments are like, why is there medieval armor? Why is there swords? I like the crossbow. But the fact of the matter is, if you actually look at the fixes that they've made in the patch notes, they fixed a lot of things in the background that make the game better. Uh, I've run some experiments with the double door barn that has the two lofts on either side with the windows. And it used to be that if you ran down the stairs, there was a high chance you'd break your legs. No one's around you, you just run down the stairs, break your legs. They seem to have rebalanced falling damage to make ladders more viable, as well as those structures where you would trip and, and break your shin. Um, so I, there's a lot of fixes within this update that bring quality of life that we've been needing, such as the light fall off. Um, I, I saw a video, I think it was uh, Wobo who's doing it, where they were talking about glow sticks. Glow sticks used to be visible 1,100 meters away. Now they're visible more like 200 meters. So it's nice that each individual light has its own range and fallout when you're looking at it from a distance. So there's a lot they've added uh, and definitely check out those fixes. Yeah, definitely. And what's cool is they changed a couple of other things, just like Yara was talking about, the fall damage and all that kind of stuff. But they also changed it so that now infected can now spawn in with eye gear, which is kind of a cool change. It yes. gives the infected a little bit more of a, like they once were actually fellow survivors or possible humans, um, and less of a, this just happened out of nowhere to them. 
they brought back the headlamps on the infected, which I love. I love that. Oh, yeah, they turn on now, right? Yeah, now, and with the light fall off, too, it's a big deal because flashlights, you'll see it shining through the streets, and you'll get ready to go ice a player. You'll sneak, you'll creep, you'll take all the precautions, but it's just a dumb zombie in an engineering outfit wandering around bushes. <laughs> nice. There is one quality of life feature, folks, that they have added, and I'm not sure that would some would agree it's a quality of life. Washing your hands now is a holding mm -hmm. animation, not just a one-button push. Make sure, right. folks, that when you go up to a well, you make sure you wash your hands thoroughly and cleanly. Use soap for at least a minute. Um, sorry, jokes aside about health, sa uh, food safety. Um, just make sure that you see it says wash hands, not drink. Because, folks, you only have less than a second to stop the animation before you drink with bloody hands. So that's something to remember. Right. Um, but yeah, overall, this update's been really nice. Uh, plenty of changes for modders, plenty of changes for server owners. One of the cool changes was the ability to spawn in P3Ds directly, which we have seen some really cool documentation on from people like Don Sibley and Scale Speeder Gaming. Absolutely. I, I love the idea that now you can add trees and rocks to a DayZ map as well to flush it out, make it your own. So if you wanted to take, you know, Chinaris and make it a 30 year after the apocalypse kind of map, you could add a bunch of foliage to the map and, and make it crazy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I absolutely love the fact that they are um, possibly talking about making, expanding upon the P3Ds you can call and not the classes because we do have a lot of access to a lot of classes already, but it is interesting that we're now getting access to direct P3D spawning instead of just pure class spawning. I wonder if they made this uh, change not only to help expand upon what console players can do, but also to ease the burden on themselves in the future for adding in new ways to spawn and stuff to create exactly what you said with uh, post-apocalyptic worlds and stuff. Yeah, I'd, I can't wait to see it. And it's also going to do something interesting with them for their, say, official servers. They could do holiday events a lot easier with that method. Bring in some Halloween assets, some Christmas assets. You know, they could really have a lot of fun during the holidays. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then uh, let's go ahead and talk about how we have heard from the community response on this whole situation. So... We have heard from Dave, who's been out on the ground pounding the pavement. Hi, Dave. <sighs> Dave. Oh, yeah. Brar to you too, Dave. I'm glad to hear from you. What has our community been saying about this update so far, Dave? <sighs> oh. <laughs> Dave has some issues sometimes, and he roars a lot. But once you learn to speak, Dave, you really get a good sense of what he means. Actually, I would like Dave to clarify one of his points. Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. So I have done a little bit of homework too, Dave. And I have heard from some of the streamers and some of the players that while this update has been nice to see the crossbows, the medieval armor almost feels like it missed a mark. Well, it's cool to have, according to my friend Reverend, he said it was cool to have this new content and everything else. It just doesn't feel like DayZ content. It feels 
kind of, again, like I said, missing the mark. Now, he did say that he was happy to have updates to a game as old as it is. However, I guess his honest opinion was he was only truly excited about the fixes and the crossbow, but all the other content, you can take it or leave it. Ironically, I'm kind of in the same boat, with the exception of the audio. I think the audio revamps were amazing. Um, I've always, I was one of those like 13, 14 year old kids that said, oh, well, zombies were a thing. I would just buy chainmail because a human can't bite through chainmail. Therefore, a zombie can. And it was always such a good idea because you could just walk through a horde of zombies and let them nibble on you. But at the same time, as a fan of medieval anything, I was like, why? I love Daisy because it's a very immersive survival. It's almost like a horror movie. And it's very hard to survive in Daisy compared to some other survival games. But when you got three dudes running around the city going with medieval armor, I don't know if that's going to happen every server, every day, every game. Mm, that's that's a little bit of that immersion breaking that that'll kind of ruffle my feathers. Oh, there's our Red Falcon. That's right. So one thing I wanted to point out was with the uh, the medieval components for our fellow survivors on console, that really helps open up RP opportunities for pure RP servers, where in the past that was really, it was tough to do in console and it was really more for the PC uh, survivors that uh, could put in mods that had those components. You know, now it's part of the base game and I think that does help them. It is a niche. Uh, place in niche servers, but I think that uh, that you know gives them a little bit of love too. Oh, absolutely! I I agree 100%, and I still enjoy it. I'm still going to try to find me some medieval armor. Don't get me wrong, uh, but at some point it's going to get kind of stale. Uh, I just think after so long of silence, the medieval armor being their primary focus, uh, it it kind of missed a mark with the community. I enjoyed it. But I do understand where they're coming from and kind of agree with them that for RP servers, it's great. But when you're trying to play in post-fall Russia or like say Essaker and there's people running around with sniper rifles and AK-47s and here you are in your armor, not only is it circumstantial, but it just seems like an unnecessary addition when there were other things to fix. Nice, nice. Now, I'm a little bit on the fence on how I feel about this update overall because I don't mind the medieval armor, and I actually can see it actually being an interesting aspect because it is kind of something that you would expect to, like I said earlier, to find from these kind of places because they were tourist attractions. Like I said, you saw the picnics, you saw the marketplaces and stuff like that, so you could find these kind of situations. Now, I think what a lot of people fail to realize, and I wish to state this, is that the experimental servers have boosted loot. If you've ever played on an experimental server versus an official vanilla server, the amount of food, water, and all the other things you can find is greatly easier to survive on. And most times when they introduce new content, you find things everywhere. I cannot tell you how many barns, camping, uh, hunting stands, and medieval places that I've been to on experimental, learning how to play, play experimental, that I found a crossbow in or bolts. Like they're everywhere. But when uh, official comes out, we'll have to actually truly see what kind of balancing they've done with the types. And don't yeah, forget what the drop folks, rate is. Yeah, drop rate, right? And don't forget, folks, 
all of these content updates for the chain mail and the crossbows and all that stuff is optional. If you do not want this spawning on your server because you don't want no dirty little RP medieval stuff on your server, just turn them off. That is the beauty of how Daisy works is that almost everything is fully configurable and almost everything can be changed to your likings. So don't forget that when you look at these kind of content updates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, they kind of look at it. They know that the melee combat in Daisy is kind of finicky as it is. And, you know, I even saw a comment. Uh, let's see. I think it was uh, Riddick2k on the Daisy forum said something. And then a lot of people kind of started talking about it afterwards that it doesn't seem to make sense to have this much medieval armor when a rifle round goes through it fairly easy. But I love that fact about the medieval armor. And that's one of the reasons why I will back it. Uh, there's a reason why in the 1500s, full plate mail kind of went away. You know, it doesn't really do much for stopping large caliber rounds. And I like that they considered that when they put it in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm def I'm definitely going to be wearing armor with a stick and chicken on it. And I'm going to go around. It's Billy the Sir Billy the Salesman. And I'm going to sell my chicken regardless. But uh, also, <laughs> by the way, one thing I would love to see them add in this whole medieval update. Hey, uh, Daisy Devs, uh, can you guys make it so I can put uh, uh, put cookable meat and other things on the end of my crossbow bolts? <laughs> just okay, just so you know, there. <laughs> there's something that we talked about that would be dope. And one of the things that we talked about, and I think this is completely viable, is you have a note, you have a pen, you could write a note. I would love to be able to fix that note to a crossbow. And if Dump is over at a building on the other side, be able to shoot a crossbow into his window and have him pick it up and then read a note. And I could say there's three guys on this. You know, we don't have to communicate verbally if need be. That would be really cool to do as well. You know, I don't like that idea because your aim's so bad, it'd go through my leg. You would get the message though, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. But overall, the community feedback seems a little bit split. However, from what I have read, it, it, there's been some bigger than nannies out there, some really downers, but there's downers every single Daisy update, and that's just how it works, folks. And there have been some people who absolutely love it and can't get enough of it. But I would say the average amount of players think that the additions are cool. The medieval, medieval armor is like, eh, but they're happy about the fixes and the continuation of updates to this amazing game. So, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. And, and to reinforce Dump's point, the drop rates on experimental are not accurate. You cannot judge the frequency of the armor just because of what's going on in experimental. When I was waiting for Dump to arrive in the city I was in, uh, Toplin, uh, I found six combination locks all over the place. Whereas normally in Daisy, I don't find that many at all, even in a fresh restart. So. Please just keep in mind, it's not going to be super prolific. There's not going to be a whole bunch of people. And if anything, they're going to be more trophies than they are useful uh, armor. Because I spoke to one person who found a set and it's kind of rough on your stamina. Like it's, it's not exactly the best armor to wear. But for melee combat and zombies, couldn't do better. And I think that covers it for our community response. We are going to be wrapping up. Now let's go ahead and talk about what we've covered this episode. We've introduced our amazing selves, that being Jarl of Goats, Red Falcon, and myself. And we have introduced you to the State of Survival podcast overall. 
We hope you folks have enjoyed this episode. I was talking about Daisy 1.21 Experimental, what we thought about the content, the patch notes, and overall what the community thinks about it, most importantly of all. And the overall response from them being from the videos down in the description below that you click on. And you can find the patch notes down below as well if you wish to read them over yourself. Remember, page two has the patch notes from today, a little bit further down in the page, but you will find them. Also, folks, I just want to let everyone know that I appreciate everyone who came here today to watch our very first episode. And I look forward to you guys and guys watching more of our episodes with Jarl and Red Falcon here alongside me running this amazing show. Hopefully we have met your expectations and hopefully you folks have enjoyed what we have promised to bring. I couldn't agree more. It was an exciting first episode and I loved it. Thank you, Dump. Oh, thank you very much for being here. Now, folks, on a more serious side of the note, it is the month of May and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, mental health awareness is essential for our overall well-being. Is a time to increase awareness about mental health, reduce stigma, and promote resources for those who may be struggling. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's opportunities for all of us to challenge the stigma surrounding mental health, promote understanding, and to support those who may be struggling. If you are feeling overwhelmed yourself or just need someone to talk to, please ask your, um, talk to your healthcare provider and contact the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline. And we're going to be posting the details in chat here if you need it as well. Just remember, guys, there's no shame in seeking professional help or even seeking help from a loved one or a friend. Just remember, you're all legends and you have just as much of a right to be mentally healthy as you do physically healthy. All right, folks. And we are going to be next week talking about Project Zomboid. Now, Project Zomboid episode will be appearing on May 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And Halson, do not forget to folks to hit that subscribe button, like, or to be around. Our social media is on our website at state of survival of state of survival.org. It's for now.